What do you get when you mix two tired dads, movies young and old, and incessant rambling? You get the show Movies After Work. I'm Thomas. And I'm Alex. Movies After Work is a weekly unedited discussion on movies, trailers, news, and potty training. Join us as we talk about movies ranging from new into theaters to the golden age, from the mainstream to the unhinged. So make sure you listen to us wherever you listen to your other favorite podcasts. Be warned, this show is not safe for your children or bosses. Cue the music. We don't have the budget for music. Oh, uh, yeah. Welcome to another episode of My Drunk Movie Theater. I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. All right, so I have to address it because it happens every time that we record the show now. Uh, so we do we do our show on Zoom until, until we're able to really just be in person on a more regular basis. Hopefully with me leaving the DMV, that can actually happen here in the next couple months. Um, but every time, if you use Zoom... You probably already know, but uh, there's updates that they've done. And so now it actually tells you uh, whenever you click record... Uh, that recording is now in progress. <laughs> I just, every it's single really time, annoying. It's super annoying, but like the very first time it, that it did that to us, it caught us both off guard because where we were like, what the hell is that? <laughs> I don't know why I brought it up. It's just one of those that's been bugging me. So I'm telling you guys about it. So probably because uh, every time you start recording, both of us kind of shake our heads now. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, <laughs> now that we've got it out of our system, maybe we can actually just, you know, get used to it. I don't think we will. I don't no. know. No. It's so off-putting and out yes. there. So yes. anyway, um, so yeah, we got to talk. We, we had a big weekend last week, or at least the box office did. It was Labor Day weekend. Yep. Dong Chi and the Ten Rings opened. Uh, we saw it. We're going to talk about it later. Spoiler alert. We thought it was fantastic, but we'll talk about it later. Um, but the weekend itself was fairly good for us. It was, you know, still not where we used to be. But overall box office numbers, Labor Day weekend is not a busy movie weekend at all. Uh, there's a reason that for 13 years, Rob Zombie's Halloween, uh, or no, yeah, 13 years up until this year, uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween was the number one um, opener on Labor Day weekend uh, at like 30 million. Um because people just don't go to the movies over that holiday weekend. It's the last weekend of the year or the summer. People are usually going to the lake or going. Yeah. Um, this year, however, everybody said, fuck that. We're going to see Shang-Chi. And uh, they did two big numbers. Well, what helped us is that the first half of the, <clears throat> of the four day weekend was rainy in these yeah. parts. Yeah. So I think a lot of people hung around for the first day or two and then didn't head to the lake till like Sunday. Yeah um so yeah so so that happened and of course uh i'm looking at the numbers now so shang chi when it opened, oh and also sorry shang chi we d- we decided the saturday of shang chi was our third biggest day yes since, since we reopened post-covid post-covid outbreak i should say um but it <clears throat> which but it was very very close to overtaking number two which was saturday of fast nine yep it did not come anywhere near our biggest day, <laughs> which was uh, Black Widow Saturday. Right. So, 
but it did have that four-day weekend to work with um and it also it did not have well i'm I'm just talking straight up just saturday period i know i know and i'm just i'm just throwing out all these other factors in there because i I like people to to really understand (laughs) what we're looking at here because we're looking at a bunch of different metrics at this Mm -hmm. point not just from our own local theater but like globally overall uh because this movie still hasn't opened in australia yet um parts of uh, the philippines and all that um other different countries that that are still uh, under lockdown or haven't opened their movie theaters yet so there's there's a lot of different factors for for a global release why it hasn't done a bigger number but it still did really well so let's get into it domestically over the three-day period so friday the third through sunday the fifth it did 75.388 million and that is that is enough to uh, just over double that Halloween Labor Day weekend from 13, 14 years ago. Uh, you go ahead and factor in Labor Day Monday. Uh, that number shoots up to ninety four point six seven million. Uh, that is huge. Um, it tr- more than tripled Halloween's opening numbers. Um, and granted, you could factor in cost of tickets have gone up too. Attendance might be a little different. Uh, but you can't dispute the fact that Marvel brings out everybody. Factor in as well, this movie did not get a day and date release with Disney Plus on the Premier Access format. Um, Disney, I am sure part of it is the Scarlett Johansson uh, lawsuit that factored into that decision, uh, as we discussed last week, um, how that's going. But at the same time, I think Disney also knows they have not made near as much money off of their Marvel property off of Black Widow that they as they should have. Yeah. So this is this is actually a really good thing for the theater industry as a whole. Um, internationally, yeah. Marvel movies should be an easy slam dunk moneymaker, and they discovered very quickly doing day and date with Black Widows that they shot themselves in the foot doing right. day and date. Yeah. So um, so after as of what is today the 10th that we're recording on so as of wednesday the 8th uh domestically it's sitting at 105.96 or 906 which is the fastest of any movie to get over 100 million dollars um since the pandemic started so uh it, it beat black widow by one day um and like i said does not have the that day and date to to compete with so so it's 45 days of exclusivity in theaters. So if you want to see it without getting it spoiled for you, now's the time. Go see it in theaters. Yeah. Highly recommend you do that. Um, I'm if- really curious to see how the holdover does because yeah. everything seems to drop very quickly right. in pandemic times. Like usually Marvel movies, we basically sell them out for at least two to three weeks. And then it's still selling well up to, you know, we've had them for two, three months. Yeah. And still selling decently. Yeah. And in kind of pandemic times, it seems like even the bit, the pop, most popular movies, it, the second weekend has a steep drop. Yeah. And a lot of times, especially those day and date releases, mm-hmm. like it's like people show up for that first weekend to like prove, you know, hey, we still want to go to theaters. And then everyone rewatches at home. Yeah. So since uh, Shang-Chi is is still theatrical only for 45 days i'm really curious to see if it hold you know the rewatches hold up if if it if it still continues to sell for weeks to come like a traditional marvel movie or if 
or if it dating date has nothing to do with those steep drops people just don't want to go rewatch yeah um i i feel like this one's going to hold a little better than black widow did uh for like i said the day and date is is one factor the other factor being it seems like everybody that i've talked to and seen on the internet everybody that has seen it has loved this movie there's been a few mm-hmm. naysayers that are just like yeah, it's just okay whatever um but yeah. i think the positive word of mouth which fast nine did not get and that was another theatrical yeah had a huge drop um yeah so i think the positive word of mouth is going to help it um chug along at least through the second weekend there there's also there's no competition for it really we have malignant opening this weekend next weekend i think we get cry macho and those are both hbo max movies that that are coming um so and it's much smaller budget so they won't make as much anyway they'll they'll do fine i'm sure um but we really september is one of those months that movies go to die generally (laughs) as we've Um, always said right and so we don't have for for the sake of argument we don't really have another big movie until october and Mm -hmm. we'll get into that in a minute because because october is just stacked with with yes blockbusters and it just very much so stops after that um but we do have to talk about things that happened over the weekend at the theater um so last week we talked on the show about how people cannot be bothered to get off their dead asses to do anything uh when their movie is interrupted or there's some kind of issue that needs to be dealt with they want to tell us after the fact because they don't want to miss anything well finally we got our wish people decided well we didn't get our wish just yet i finally after or this week with uh issues with one of our projectors we had people come and say something at least within 10 minutes 20 minutes mm-hmm. of movie shutting off but case in point <laughs> opening night of shang chi so we had this movie in our motion theater the mx40 uh there were 16 people in there which isn't a whole lot but it is a smaller theater too and yeah, uh, yeah the also theater only holds i think 40 to 50 somewhere yeah. in that range right so um considering that shang chi was the only thing selling that day yeah. um, really mostly throughout the weekend uh but still 16 people that's enough people that somebody should come say something so uh, to kind of give you a little background on the MX-40, basically the seats move along with the action. Uh, there's some uh, like strobe light effects go off for explosions. There's uh, normally there's scents whenever we actually have a scent pack that we actually change out, which we haven't done in a while. We're doing right now. <laughs> it's just it's time consuming. We just don't have the effort. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but yeah, there's, there's a bunch of different little things that, that the things do the seats actually like punch you in the butt and then the back to simulate like fighting action or car, car crashes, things like that. Um, it, it can be fun. It can also be I'm really just sitting here getting back. matrix flashbacks. Yeah. We, we watched the matrix in there and got the, oh, out of the um, my tail hurts just thinking about it. Um, anyway, so, so we're supposed to have a bunch of action moving along with this. Well, in order to make that work um the studios go through the mx40 company and they they put together a motion profile that goes to a a server that's attached to that server on the projector we have to program it in and so then it syncs up well what winds up happening is our our uh our showtime system likes to also send show schedules through when once we get them programmed in so we have to manually do the mx40 yeah, so there's no way for us to create a, a queue through our um, our, our system 
that we usually use because it, it changes for each movie and it's specific to each movie. So the only real way to do it is to manually program it to create the queue on the, the projector server and manually create it. Well, our central server sends out all the playlists. So basically we have to go in and delete the, the server playlists and program our own, hand, you know, man-made one, so to speak. Yeah. Well, if any changes are made to that central server, it resends the playlist, even if you've already deleted the first batch. So every now and then shit happens. And it, 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 the way, and the way it's set up is the central server playlist is scheduled for, to load one minute before the showtime so that it is pulled up and ready to go. And then it gets the cue from our pre-show to start. We don't, when we manually schedule and we don't do that, we schedule it for this showtime. So this, if the two playlists are there, the one scheduled first starts, which is the central server one. Right. And that's exactly what happened on opening night of Shang-Chi in the MX4D theater. So, um, we which are... means no, no cue for the motion. Right. And the, act, the, the effects, whatever. Right. So we are in the office. We are closing up for the night, finishing out deposits and all that. When somebody comes and knocks on the door, it's one of our frontliners telling us that, hey, uh, had some people that are pretty upset with four because they said the seats weren't moving. And we were like, what time did that start? I go and look. This movie is over. This yeah. movie is over. And people are coming and saying, and that's why I keep getting frustrated. Like, we don't know something's wrong if you don't come tell us. If, if someone were to come out and say, hey, you know, we've been in this, in this movie for a bit and nothing's happening, it is 30 seconds for us to fix it. Yeah. It is as simple as running a queue. Yeah. And it's fixed for the rest of the movie. You run upstairs and push a button. That's it. That's all you have to do at that point all we need to do and so yeah so of course we don't find out but there's 16 people not one person comes and says anything so we send megan out to deal with the crew because i'm already pissed at this point because i'm like if i go out there i will kill somebody and i will probably tell somebody you dumb fucks need to come and tell us when shit's not working because we don't know we don't know like fuck i cannot stress that enough and if there's anyone out there who's like, well, why don't you walk theaters? First of all, we've, made, we've discussed this several times on the show. We just don't have the staff to do it. And second of all, it's not, there's not stuff going off at all times. Right. If there is a scene with two people just standing there having a conversation, no, there's not going to be any effects. The seats don't need to move. N- nothing's going to happen. Yeah. So there's going to be several moments throughout the movie that nothing is happening. Yeah. And so it's entirely possible nothing's going on because nothing's going on in the movie exactly and so we still wouldn't know yeah there's so many times that there's been people complain about seats not moving that i've gone up and i've you know gone to check on it and i'm sitting there looking through the window waiting to see the seats move to verify that everything's good and i'm standing there for five plus minutes waiting to hit a scene where the seats need to move to verify that they actually are moving that's just the way it is. Yeah. So it's it's one of those that there's really not much of a way for us to catch it yeah. just by walking theaters. Yeah. We need so, someone to come out and tell us that something's wrong. Yeah. So so I hear I hear Megan as she goes out to give out these passes to, to these people. And she goes, Hey, just wanted to apologize. And I hear somebody go, Yeah, what was up with that? And I'm like, 
And we could hear her through the door telling them, well, nobody came and told us that there was nothing going on, that the seats weren't moving. <laughs> and so if we don't know, we can't fix it. Like straight up telling them all the things that yeah. I wanted to say, but much nicer because I'd have called somebody True. a dumb fuck in the process because that's how irritated this shit gets me. It's like, this is common sense. Like, <laughs> like I don't know yeah. what else to tell you. <laughs> like, fuck. So yeah, so that was, What? You got something to say? Yeah, it pisses you off too. I know, buddy. Um, sorry, Riker had thoughts. So um, mostly just he wants his ear was rubbed. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so so that happened. And thankfully, that was the only like major issue we had all weekend, at least as far as I could tell. Um, it's the only one that I, I found noteworthy enough to mention because I was so fucking annoyed by it. Um, but it is what it is it's it's just one of those that like i just go do you people just like to waste money like you're buying the most expensive ticket and let's let's be clear it is our most expensive ticket because it costs a lot of money to run all that equipment like that is a premium premium experience it is not cheap no equipment so so for you to not come and say something until after it's over after you sat and let's again let's be clear seats that aren't exactly comfortable we have except for this one because the seats have to move these are like like simulator chairs at, at universal studios like they are not comfortable. Yeah. they're designed for a ride essentially and for you to waste the money on that and not say anything until well after the movie opens with action like there's no reason that you shouldn't have gotten up and said hey uh Something's not right here. Something's not right here. Like, no, you sat through the entire thing. This isn't like going to an IMAX movie and a movie that was put specifically for IMAX and you get like, you know, four scenes worth of footage that fills out the entire IMAX screen. Like, no, these things, they do play the entire length of the movie. And just, there might be gaps where there's not anything happening because there's nothing happening on screen. Get off your dead ass and say something. I can't stress that enough. Like, fuck's sake now that being said last night we did have uh our big projector and i feel like i jinxed it because we've been laughing about one of our projectors has been down for a few weeks or yeah uh well since uh, longer than that it's been a couple months now because boss baby was in there yeah. and the part that we need to get it up and running is super expensive so we're not getting it because we don't have the money just yet um but anyway, so I said, you know, so I'm talking to one of our other managers. I look at him and I go, you know, it'd be nice. We could just get all 16 houses running. Just just get get the money to take care of 15 and get it up and running. And he goes, yeah, he goes, but as soon we, as it goes he, up. He makes that joke because since the pandemic, it's it, like every time something goes down, it's down longer than we're used to. Because yeah. again, not a good time. We don't, we don't have as much money, right. free cash as we usually do. Yep. So every time we get all 16 up, like every time one gets fixed we get all 16 for a week or two maybe and then something else breaks and we have to shut down another theater so so he goes he goes yeah but as soon as as soon as we get 15 up which one do you think is going to go down next and i go oh i'm going for the big one i i say it's going to be eight i should have just shut the fuck up because eight uh eight immediately last so that was on we picked a small theater I, I did try to follow up and say, I hope 12 or 13. I hope it's one of those, but no, no, it had to be eight. No, so no. Um, anyway, uh, hopefully they got that fixed today before I get in there. <laughs> but anyway, uh, but so yeah, so Wednesday night during Shang-Chi, because that's what's in there. It's our biggest theater. It's mm-hmm. like our IMAX. Uh, yeah. It did- Premium large format theater. 
it wound up going uh shutting off the bulb and and therefore the entire projector uh with like 30 seconds left in the eternals trailer because it's the last trailer on there um and of course find out almost you know about 10 minutes later so i run up get it up and running and then like skip past a bunch of stuff and then have to turn off the lights manually uh just to get the movie playing so that way i can get out of there on time well so that was wednesday night i'm going okay hopefully it's just one off well yesterday it did it a couple times during our shift uh well, during the time that we were there um so i just want to say i apologize to for <laughs> angering the, the movie theater gods because attraction gods I, I apologize. I, I should have known better. Um, yeah, so we've been dealing with that. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Um, you had an interesting encounter with some customers. <laughs> not, not bad. Not, not bad. bad. No, he was he was very nice. It just it just kind of made me chuckle. So it started the first time I saw this customer. He wasn't even one of my customers. It was one of our frontliners was helping him, and I was backbarring. He'd ordered popcorn, and I. Uh, I was just running around. I wasn't on a drawer. I was just running around, you know, getting popcorn and drinks and whatever, you know, grabbing stuff for people as they ordered it. So he'd ordered a popcorn and I happened to be standing behind the frontliner when he did. And so I went and I got his popcorn and I set the popcorn down on the counter. Now I was wearing a dress shirt that uh, had like little cap sleeves. So you could see just about all of the tattoos on my arms. And he he didn't say anything directly to me, but the frontliner turned around as I set the popcorn down and said, oh, he says your tattoos are lovely. And I, it kind of took me by surprise because I'm like, what, what, why is he, why is she telling me this and not the cut, but whatever. I was like, oh, well, well, thanks. I appreciate it. And it was, it was kind of a busy night. So I didn't really stop and chat with him about it. I just kind of went on back to my job. Well, he comes back out maybe 20 minutes later and he flags me down and he and he asked if he can get a refund and i was like yeah sure okay you have your tickets so he has to go back in the theater get the tickets whatever he comes back out and i noticed it's shang chi and so he's explaining to me that he would like a refund because they are christian and they don't watch movies that say goddamn obviously he didn't say it but yes mm-hmm. and so i was like oh okay no big deal like understandable not you know no problem mm-hmm. as i'm you know putting everything into the computer he he starts asking me um he goes so who would i talk to about this <laughs> and i kind of stopped and i'm sitting there going is what so finally i kind of look at him i go uh, i'm sorry i'm confused who do you talk to about what he goes the language in the movie who would i talk to about this i was like um i'm so sorry but we don't we don't have any control over the content you would have the studios create the movies we just show them so marvel is owned by disney so you would have to talk to disney about the language because he had been like i just i I just can't believe that in like a family-friendly movie i'm like it's pg-13 it's a pg-13 comic book movie they're allowed in it they're allowed to say fuck once they're they're allowed to say a whole slew of stuff mm-hmm. in a PG thirteen movie, so I don't know what you're getting at. But yeah, I was like, you would have to talk to Disney about that. And he just immediately goes, "Well, that would be a fight." I was like, "Well, yes, yes." He, he ended up thanking me and leaving, but I just threw me off. Who would I talk to about this? <laughs> what? 
at least at least your interaction over that was much better than my interaction with the fucking redneck but, the, but then afterwards i was sitting there going he he complimented my tattoos yes but he's not okay with the movie saying the lord's name in vain yeah yeah like so, so i just i, I usually in my experience people who were that like strict conservative christian don't like tattoos right don't like you know they're very very kind of very strict in their yeah. things like i'm thinking like churches i've experienced that like girls can't wear shorts and you can't have more than one ear piercing even that one ear piercing is a little meh. i'm like definitely no tattoos and no revealing clothing and blah, blah, blah. and like but he complimented my very like my tattoos that take up the majority of my upper arm in both cases so i was just one of those i was like I, oh okay you're yeah. cool with tattoos but no okay yeah okay well as i was trying to say uh, at least your interaction with that was better than my interaction with the dumb redneck a couple of years ago over the movie us where he wanted to complain about the racist against whites content of the film which there is none I forgot about that uh, oh god yeah and then he called me a fucking pussy as he's walking out the door and it's like i don't know what the fuck you want me to do we don't make the movie like don't you choose to show them? I'm like i don't choose to show them i mean i still would because us was an excellent horror film but like i don't choose what content we play i said if you want to complain to our corporate office about that it's fine if you'd like to compl- complain to universal about the content of their films Go that route too, but I can't do shit about it. Like, I'm yeah. sorry that you didn't like the movie uh, and that you perceived it as racist. Like, and that's and that's an old ass story. If, if like, we refuse to show any movie that has the off chance of pissing off one or two people, we would have nothing to show. Exactly. We would not be in business. Yeah. So, uh, but in in regards to your customer though, with with his anti lord's name in vain stance which i get and that's i totally respect yeah i have no problem with him having that opinion like i was telling when i was telling you about about the interaction because you happen to be there even though you weren't working i was like i personally don't say it but i i don't judge other people for saying it and it doesn't bother me to hear yeah and i'm like and if him not wanting to to watch a movie that says it no problem with that Right. Like I, said, I had no problem giving him the, i immediately was giving him the refund and i said yeah there's no problem i can i can do that for you like yeah no offense taken not upset perfectly acceptable my only question at that point is, is what the fuck does this guy watch because that narrows right? down his his viewing options like g and pg movies only only watching television shows on like network television like uh yeah. like i don't maybe that, maybe that's it maybe he just because like this isn't the first again as i was saying that night when i was talking to you i don't notice when it's said yeah so i couldn't even tell you where in the movie it said because i was like i probably does but i didn't didn't notice but this can't be the first marvel movie to say it yeah has he not watched other marvel movies did he just assume this one would be different yeah. Does he know Marvel's owned by Disney and just assume Disney would never allow cussing in any of the movies? Because <laughs> that's also not the first Disney movie to have anything like that in it. Right. So, yeah. pretty, much, pretty much since they put out Pirates of the Caribbean, they've been like, okay, we can tell the line with this whole PG-13 action kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. We can we can up the ante and make some money off of it. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, and it's not like, I, I'm with you. I wouldn't have noticed it, but uh, that's just me. 
um i noticed the oh shits more than anything right and that was my first thought i was like there's literally a scene where two characters yell shit within 30 seconds of each other and it's played off for laughs yeah yeah but i do, i have no memory of them saying you know i don't i don't know where it is yeah. but now i'm gonna have to re when i rewatch it i'm gonna have to look for it pay, i, I pay better I watched, attention i've watched it twice and i didn't notice it the second time either so i'm like i don't know if I wind up watching it again, I'll, I'll I might be looking. For it, probably, <laughs> right? probably well, it. it was he got his refund about six fifteen, six twenty, and I think he had bought to the five o'clock show. Okay, so it's first probably half. about an hour in. Yeah, I don't, and I don't know how long he sat there after they said it, whether they discussed whether or not to stay, or he just heard it and immediately got up and was like, "We're leaving." I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know. I, I don't I, know. So it's somewhere probably about in the first half of the movie. Yeah. I, judging I, judging on the time frame. Yeah. And you said that they were a younger couple, correct? No, it was yeah. like maybe late 40s. Late 40s. I, I only saw him. I didn't see, oh, you didn't see the person he was with. Okay. But he so, he was he was he wasn't like an old man, but yeah. Probably late 40s, maybe okay. 50. Well, so the reason I ask is because when when we had the hitman's wife's bodyguard earlier this although summer, now that I think about it, I do have to preference. He was black, so my my age estimate may not be okay. That's perfect, fair. but my okay. guess is late forties. Okay, so the reason I ask is because the last time that we had a movie that that people complained about any sort of language being in was the hitman's wife's bodyguard but even then not enough to yeah i'm sitting there going you're going to an r-rated action comedy with samuel jackson and ryan reynolds you don't hear fuck at least 20 times you're not watching the right movie like but like i had not watched the first one i i don't know i don't know but i I was sitting there like and like they didn't ask for refunds it's just they were getting a refund like oh that that movie's got more got more swearing Um, i've ever heard in any movie and i'm like you guys watch wolf of wall street where it's an f-bomb every two seconds that's like i i don't remember the movie they were watching because they didn't complain about the movie they've complained about a trailer and it was it was a nickelodeon films movie i think fun size it was like a nickelodeon kind of kids movie Uh it was based around halloween i can't remember much more detail than that i would know it if i saw it i want to say it was called fun size i could be wrong sure but apparently the trailer i want to say said the word horror in it like someone calls someone a horror in the trailer oh uh, but yeah a mom, a mom came out just furious that we would play that trailer and i because i remember being like it's it's a nickelodeon movie yeah it's literally produced by nickelodeon films yeah yeah it's not because it was it was some kids movie that it was on but like I think the movie itself was going to be rated like PG or PG-13 and it was on another PG-13 like PG kids movie. I don't remember. Yeah. I'd have to look it up. So Fun Size from 2012 starring Victoria Justice. Does that sound right? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it's PG-13. So. Okay. So it was probably on another like PG-13 movie kind of aimed for not kids, but like older kids, like junior high age kids. Yeah. Junior high, high school. Yeah. It was, but the, whatever movie it was, I remember thinking they're probably going to hear worse than the movie you're about to watch. Like they've probably called each other worse at school. Probably. Probably. It just it was one of those we were like, wait, what? Yeah. Yeah. So, 
All right. Well, that's going to do it for the, the movie theater stories this week. Unless you've got any others to add. I didn't have any more. Like I said, it was pretty smooth this week, surprisingly. I, I don't knocking on wood for this weekend like can't have that shit anymore um there is something i did want to talk about though so we don't do celebrity gossip on the show we just typically don't um yeah. unless it pertains to a movie that we're about to go see yeah or if it's like something that actually affects our industry case in point scarlett johansson and this yes. lawsuit like yes that's that's really the only time we're not getting into people's personal lives however no. we're also big john mulaney fans yes and, and let me i want to preface this we are fans. I feel like anyone who has listened to this show for any length of time has Isn't probably that? caught up and caught on to that because I feel like we reference his stand up yes. a lot. We do. So I want to preface it this way. We are fans of John Mulaney as a stand up comedian. Yes. We do not know him as a human being, as a person, any of that. Now no. we can sit there and look at, look at, you know, well, the tabloid fodder of him going into rehab and divorcing his wife last year and go, well, that sucks, but that's life. You know, he's obviously something's wrong if he is going to rehab and getting a divorce. Like he's he's not been shy about his history with substance yeah. abuse. So it was like, oh, oh. like he relapsed. It yeah. happens. Hope he gets yeah. better. So cool. But to sit there and and watch three stand-up specials and then any other like appearances that he's had elsewhere, uh, I don't feel like I know the man at all like and i never have now i feel like i know enough about him to make a judgment we know his comedic persona exactly who he is who he is on stage exactly and while he might be vulnerable in that that realm he is also an entertainer and is using that to engage the audience and get laughs out of them it is not necessarily it's probably a little more embellished than than what he lets on but like i said i feel like for the most part he 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 does he does stay pretty open about what's going on in his life yes. um on stage now yes. off stage we don't hear shit about him until like i said the tabloid fodder yeah. comes up last year so this week we found out yeah he he went on late night with seth myers and announced that he and new girlfriend olivia munn are expecting a baby together um which i know a lot of people are going wow um that was quick and, and i even had the same thought i'm like huh <laughs> i mean good for him like he seems genuinely excited about it on, he said on he's happy so yeah. good and for him again i don't know the man i don't know what what is going through his head i don't know what's going through olivia munn's head and i don't know what's going on in anna marie tendler Melanie's ex-wife's head um nor is it any of my fucking business is right. where this is going right so I just look at it and I go, well, good for him for getting clean. Good for him that he's excited that he's having a baby. Like, you know, I'm I, I, I hope he stays clean and he yeah. is happy and that's yeah. that. Pretty much. So, <laughs> but beyond that, I don't know the man and I'm not going to act like I know the man and I'm not going to be upset with him for his personal choices. Until it's not our place to make any sort of judgment, good or bad, on exactly. what's going on in this life because all we know is what's in the public eye and that's not the whole story it's never yeah. going to be the whole story we don't yeah. know him personally so we're never going to get all of the information so it's not our place to judge what's going on yeah so all that being said there is now this discourse going on on twitter and i know if you guys are listening to the show and you've seen what's going on, on twitter you're probably sitting there thinking fuck why are they talking about it because it's something that that we found kind of interesting to discuss as fans of john yeah. mulaney uh, the comedian Maybe not the human being, because like I said, we don't know the human being. No. I'm a fan of Patton Oswalt, the comedian, not don't know the human being. I, you know, just because they're on Twitter and they post a lot does not mean that you know who the 
fuck they are. Yeah. I mean, the closest we get is based on interviews, he seems like an anxious introvert. And as an anxious introvert myself, I appreciate that. But that's about as far as it goes. I don't, I don't know him beyond what he's told us in his stand-up, which let's be real, we don't know how much that is a hundred percent accurate and how much of it is embellished yeah. for for entertainment purposes. Mm-hmm. So so now, like I said, in this discourse on Twitter, online, there there are the folks that are kind of like us that are just like, not not our circus, not our monkeys. We just yes, hope yes. the best for everyone. Yes. He hasn't personally wronged me. He also hasn't gone out and murdered anybody. He hasn't raped anybody. As far as we know, he has not committed any crimes against humanity um, that would sit there and make me go. Nothing strikes me as problematic. Yeah. So very much just standard human behavior. Yes. Like he, he's, part of life. he has a history of substance abuse. He is attempting to get and stay to stay clean at this point. Right. We know he stumbled a bit. He's human. He's going to yeah. mess up. Right. But there's nothing inherently problematic that seems worthy of attack for me mm-hmm. in what we know. So, so that's where I'm going. So that's, that's but at the same time, I'm not going to sit here and say he's a perfect human being because I don't know. Right. He could be a horrible person in real life. We don't know. Could be. So there's that's us. That's that's us, and that seems to be this whole seeming segment of of people over here. And then you have this group of people over here that are so just want to now it seems like to me anyway just want to find something wrong that are picking apart the timeline of his you know relapse divorce you know relapse again you know now pregnancy all that and want to pick them apart you shared a post yesterday on your twitter feed that was just an article about how you don't know john mulaney and he doesn't owe you anything yeah well finally after we talked wednesday about that uh, his appearance on Seth Myers, but I hadn't had a chance to watch it. Mm-hmm. So finally, Thursday morning, I remembered it. I was like, I got some time before work. I'll, I'll go and watch it real quick. Well, I watched it and was just curious. I scrolled through a few comments just to see how people were reacting to it. Because um, there was a lot of information in there that we hadn't had before. And I saw several people making very severe judgments on his life and his choices. And I thought that was kind of odd. And I remembered seeing a headline of the article I shared on Twitter that's that if you read it, the basic summary is, if, I know you feel like you know him, but you don't, so just stop. Yeah. But in a much more eloquent way. And so I decided to share it. Yep. With just that simple comment. To which somebody- this year, as, a, as someone who is a fan of his, his comedy, it's been kind of a rough time on the internet lately. Yeah. And that was all I shared. And then I got ready for work. I hopped in the car and I headed to work. Yeah. And I thought that was going to be that. No, uh, it <laughs> never is. You can't, you can't have an opinion on the internet and not expect some kind of fiasco to happen. So not really a fiasco. My, but- my opinion was literally stop having public opinions. Yeah. So anyway, well, so somebody took issue with the article. Probably didn't even read it. Just took issue with your. No, just saw the headline in my post. Yeah, and just had to say, well, you don't have to know him to recognize skeevy, greasy behavior. And I'm like, okay, like, congratulations. Which, by the way, I was driving to work when I got a text from you. Yes. And you pissed someone off. With, I think you pissed someone off with that tweet. Now, I was literally driving and I happened to at a red light, check my Fitbit and saw the text. And I was like, well, who, who are you talking about? I haven't gotten any notifications from Twitter. 
Yeah. No one's even liked the post. No one's commented on it. No one's retweeted it. Like I've got nothing. What are you talking about? I pissed someone off. How could you possibly know that? So finally, when I got to work and I, when I got to it, uh, sitting in my car in the parking lot, I pulled my phone out and still no, nothing from Twitter, no notifications. So I went to the tweet itself. And that's when I noticed at the bottom of it, it said, show more tweets. So Twitter didn't even hesitate to hide this response. So I was like, now I must know why. So I got, I got into work and got everything going and our, our computer is slow as shit. Yeah. So while I was waiting for it to load up so that I could you know, get everything going for the day, I clicked on this, this poor person's profile. Ho, 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 we're talking terms of endearment level obsession. Like every, like probably for every three posts this person made, two of them were bashing John Mulaney. Yeah. And that was just the public posts. I clicked over to, which by the way, this person did not follow me and did not follow any, does not follow anyone I follow at all. So the only way this person, and I did not put any hashtags or anything in that post. So the only way this person could have found it, let alone within minutes of me posting it, is if they are literally scrolling through, like they searched John Mulaney and are just scrolling through posts. And honestly, I think that's what they're doing. Because when you flipped over to tweets and replies, mm -hmm. anyone who tweets anything that's not John Mulaney is an asshole, got a reply from them bashing John Mulaney and yeah. their opinion. Yeah. And that's when I decided uh, it was a good time to use the block function. Yeah. And so, yeah. So I, I'm going to sit here and I'm going to go, sure, you are, you are allowed to have your opinion. You think he's great you think he's an asshole you think he's a human being yeah. like just the just like the rest of us whatever when you sit there and you start actively going after strangers on the internet about that same opinion it, it's you need honestly, to re-examine your life choices it's disturbing honestly yes. and like yeah that's that's twitter in a nutshell i know like we're we're kind of probably speaking into the void but like i you know, we, we have a group on Twitter that, you know, of podcasters that, that we follow. And I try to have with them just a civil discourse about any topic mm -hmm. that comes up. And if I don't like the topic, I don't answer. Or if I don't have anything yeah, to say, keep, I don't answer. Don't like it, keep scrolling. Exactly. So, but yeah, for to go after other people because they don't share the same disgusted opinion of a celebrity that you share is just fucking bullshit like which by the way i didn't even post anything necessarily defending him no i just said hey you don't know him yeah as close as i came as i said i'm a fan yeah but yeah. that's not defending anything right and this is and i and i think this this kind of ties into a conversation we've had previously which is separating the artist from their work yes. um and you know because there's there's a lot of films out there that we absolutely love featuring a lot of people that as human beings that, that as shit has come out, we absolutely despise them. Case in point, yes. Kevin Spacey. However, if you ask me, Kevin Spacey's situation is far, far worse than John Mulaney relapsing, possibly cheating on his, on his wife and then getting some yeah. other girl knocked up. Like there's, there's certain actions that are black and white, but there's also a lot of circumstances that are shades of gray. Yeah. And when it comes to the ones that are shades of gray, you, you kind of, it needs a little more nuance and you need to take a step back and maybe rethink some things. And as soon as, you know, substance abuse and addiction is involved, 
you need to give a little grace and step back a little bit and yeah. understand that you you don't have all the answers you don't have all the information and that's all i was saying yeah we, you don't know him you don't know we didn't know there was an intervention until that that segment with with seth myers yeah so maybe just realize you don't know the whole situation you don't know everything that happened especially when it comes to his divorce yeah you don't know his wife you don't know him you don't know what their marriage was like other than the the bits he's done yeah you don't know anything and i know and there's a lot of people going well he always said he would never have kids so olivia munn must have done no guess we what, don't guys? know that guess what I, it's it's comedy I was gonna say, <laughs> and also what? also he flat out said never say never yeah. i don't know what i'm gonna want in a few years yeah people are allowed to change their minds exactly and i'll i'll be the first to tell you as somebody getting ready to have a kid i didn't want kids either am i happy that we're having this child absolutely did I want kids before this? Not really. No, I was actually pretty content. But I'm going to make the most the most of the situation. I am happy. I am thrilled. People are allowed to change, and they are allowed to yes. change their minds. Like yes. as soon as Crystal told me she was pregnant, I didn't immediately go, "What? No, you can't be pregnant." Like I just said, "Okay, I'm gonna call my mommy because I don't know what the fuck else to do." Because <laughs> like, can't confirm. Like, he teared up. <laughs> like you know, Trisha was the first one to find out. You know, outside of me, and it's just like. Yeah, and she'll tell you I was excited. Like, sure. Um, which is again, it wasn't a response I expected, but it is the response that happened. So, yeah. you know, and that's again, that's after years of saying I don't want children. Like, quit going back on what people say because stop, stop using his comedy bits as evidence of his opinions in life. Yeah, it's it's a comedy bit. Yeah, so it's designed to be funny. It's and the, the whole comedy bit is not supposed to be about him not having kids. It's supposed to be about the pushy real estate agent yes that's supposed to be the joke right so yeah uh it, it is what it is it just uh the only the only bit that i think that you can take from and go with absolute certainty hey we need to look into this is whether or not he had anything to do with princess diana's death uh, <laughs> so uh, was he really in wisconsin was he was he really was he 12 was he or was really? he 15 like how old was he like anyway um yeah no it, like i said the whole thing is silly it, it's just crazy to watch people like i said go nuts over this whole situation because they thought somebody was completely unproblematic until they were problematic in some way shape or form be that like i said he relapsed on drugs cheated on his wife left her whatever again he didn't commit any crimes in the process he didn't hurt anybody physically i guess you can you can argue well he hurt his wife emotionally and mentally in doing this i'm like well yes unfortunately that is also part of marriage or the end of a marriage or yeah. but what's what's worse divorcing someone who doesn't want to split from you or staying in a marriage that you know you your heart's not in anymore exactly so you know um and like i said we don't know what she was like like yeah you know not to not to try and blame her for anything no but we don't we don't know what what that what you know what their their relationship was like it, yeah. it's possible that two people can do nothing wrong and still not work out yeah exactly just they're not as compatible as they thought they were it yeah. happens exactly so so i guess what we're saying is shut the fuck up quit acting like you know these people quit making split second judgments look at the and this goes for beyond just the current john mulaney situation yeah this, this goes for a lot of things so like 
That's just remember, good. you don't know any of these celebrities that we talk about. Yeah. So. May have met them once or twice, yeah. but that's not knowing them. Yeah. So I'm sure Trisha, though, will tell you, listeners, that the only exception is Tom Cruise. We all know Tom Cruise at this point. He's such an ass. <laughs> it's a Scientologist. That's all I need to know. <laughs> And like I said, we acknowledge though that there, I, I think that- But you notice I don't spend large amounts of time here no. or on Twitter or on social media or anywhere oh. bashing Tom Cruise. I just go, ugh, hate that guy and move on with my life. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> and when it comes to his movies, you still wind up watching most of them yeah. because they are- I mean, I don't, I don't pay for them. So right. I'm not giving so him any sense. money, but- <laughs> Right, exactly. And so, and that's what I, that's what I say about, about trying to separate the artist from the art. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I don't like Tom Cruise is a- <laughs> as as what as his public persona as yeah. what i've seen and what what we've heard coming about scientology my my ultimate decision is i, I don't just, care to be a part of that i don't want anything yeah. to do with it i don't I was, know that i necessarily want to know him i was you having a conversation I? with one of our frontliners yesterday mm-hmm. talking about yeah there was a time i couldn't separate you know the actor from the character or whatever yeah it's when i was 13 and i was watching gilmore girls and i hated dean so much that i didn't like jared padalecki yeah. But guess what? I grew up. Supernatural came on. I saw him as a different character and went, hey, I don't actually hate this dude. I just hate this particular character he played. Exactly. Again, I was 13 when I couldn't separate the character from the actor. And then I grew up. Yeah. So if you are a grown-ass adult who can't separate a public persona or a character from a person, you need to grow up. Exactly. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Like I said, that was that was all I wanted to say about it was that it's just it's a mess. It's a messy deal. Uh, I'm gonna enjoy the, watching the drama unfold because I, you know, I I like to watch silly shit happen. But it is what it is. It, again, yeah. it's not my place to judge this man for what he's doing. It's not my place to to say yay or nay. I just want to enjoy the stand-up comedy bits that are gonna come from it, and uh, kind of like his story about the intervention. So, um, right. Yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, all right, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we, we are going to review Shang-Chi. I'm going to try and avoid spoilers because it just came out, but we may get into some spoiler territory, so I apologize. Uh, we're also going to talk about Free Guy. We Since we haven't really reviewed movies here lately and we finally are starting to get caught up on some stuff, I want to talk about Free Guy. I want to talk about Shang-Chi. Uh, and then we have some other uh, little bitty news that we want to talk about, so stick around. Once upon a time. Boring. It was the best of times. It was the worst. You got that right. What's your problem? We want new stories. Hi, it's Frankie. And Garrett. And we host the Ever-Trending Story, a weekly podcast where we bring to life a fictional story created by our own minds and some of the hottest, craziest trends from the internet. Find us wherever you download podcasts and be sure to join the fun on social media at EverTrendingPod. All right, we're back. So, uh, recording in progress, indeed. Um, <laughs> all right, so uh, let's just go ahead and get it right out the gate. Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings. We watched it. We, we screened it on Wednesday night before it opened on Thursday. Uh, I have no problem telling people that because we work at a movie theater. We have to make sure things work. So, um, But we did not drop any spoilers. We did not you know, do any reviews, and we did not try to profit off of it. So, just making that clear. But we did watch it. Um, 
real quick it is uh it's a very straightforward i think origin story um you know kind of it follows marvel's formula of you know um our hero having greatness thrust upon him essentially and having to save the world uh or in this case a um a portion of the world um but uh what what shang chi does um story-wise i think is it simplifies it, it may tell a simple story but with very complex characters mm-hmm. um and i think that's the one thing that i really liked about it the most um simu lu is fantastic in the lead role yeah. uh aquafina as uh his best friend katie uh was hilarious and charming um you also have tony lung as uh shang chi's father who is of course uh as as the comic character in a way the mandarin um the real mandarin not uh not trevor slattery from iron man 3 um uh but tony lung really fucking knocks it out of the park as mm-hmm. the villain and creates one of i think one of the best marvel villains we've had in some time okay. um but yeah uh so this movie it's it's a lot of fun um and it's two hours and 12 minutes it does not feel like it at all no. uh, it moves mm-hmm. pretty quick um but like i said it's 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 the storytelling through the characters and what they're going through like shang chi sean as he gets there's a whole sequence in this movie about how he gets <laughs> sean after you leaving changed home. your name from sean to sean like, it, it is one of the be- funniest bits in the movie and it's so simple um but yeah i i went up really liking this movie a lot more than i thought i was going to um and you know we 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 walked out of the theater after it was over just going that was awesome like yeah top-notch action like we we both agreed afterwards that it was probably easily in our top five marvel movies after watching it the second time i i will firmly solidify it into my top five um and i'm trying to figure out what what that top five looks like anymore um but yeah uh as far as origin stories go in the mcu certainly top five um top three even i would put this right up there with iron man and the guardians of the galaxy as far as origin stories go um it's just it's it was a great fun movie and and the other thing too that i really loved about it um i hooked my my sister-in-law and her family up with tickets to see it on opening opening night um and so so for for clarification so my sister-in-law is korean um she's adopted um she's korean so her and her husband they have two half asian or half korean half white kids um and to me so i i text my brother-in-law and told him i'm like hey are you guys gonna ask him are you guys gonna see this and he said yeah he goes um he goes do you think uh, do you think the kids would like it you know because I, I think he wanted to see it for the exact same reasons i was about to say <laughs> and i said jesse one your kids are gonna love it two as a parent of two asian american children you ab- you are obligated to yeah, take yeah. them to, to this movie um i said the same thing you did and so you know i told him that i'm like he goes he goes that's that's true so they wind up bringing the kids and you got to understand my niece and nephew are, I want to say seven and, or no, sorry, eight and six, somewhere in there. I can't remember. Uh, it's sorry. It's been so long. Um, or maybe nine and seven. I'm, I don't know. I'm getting old. Like, but they're young enough that they obviously have not seen a whole lot of um, 
really positive Asian mm -hmm. uh, representation on film. And so for, for them to get to go see this movie and to get see, to see people from, they're obviously not Korean characters, they're Chinese, but to see people from the Asian, Asian culture get to be the heroes and even the villains yeah. and play, like this, this cast is predominantly Asian. Yeah. Um, and they fucking kill it. Like they knock it out of the park. Michelle Yeoh's in it. Like she's fantastic. She's still one of my favorite Bond girls. Like, and she is in it as, as an aunt that doesn't appear until like the third act of the movie, but she is fucking great in it. Um, but to get, have my niece and nephew come out afterwards and go, that was awesome. They were so excited, Trisha. They were so happy to have gotten to see this movie that they wound up seeing it again on Labor Day, um, you know, and came back and watched it again. Um, and so, so for me, I, I got to, I got to see my niece and nephew be super excited about getting to see characters that look like them on the big screen and get to be the yeah. heroes and get to have these amazing, amazing stunts and storytelling and, and all this. And it was just fantastic. Yeah. Just absolutely. It was cool to watch. It was very cool to watch. Like I said, we enjoyed the movie just as a movie. Yeah. You know? And like I said, you know we're we're white you know i'm i'm half mexican so i get a little bit of this culture thing not a whole lot because i didn't get raised as a mexican yeah. but you know to get to see other people who who get to see other people that look like themselves on the big screen yeah it's just such a cool thing to check out like i can't i can't express how happy that made me the joy that they had um but and, and that's just for that but like the movie itself was awesome yes so um yeah so yeah when it comes to the movie it it doesn't drag it doesn't drag at all like mm -hmm. like i said earlier there's there's not one one wasted beat in the film which is impressive normally normally you get to point i, I will say that i thought the third act uh the final uh conclusion i guess is a little longer winded because there's so much going on but it wasn't so bad that i'm like okay yeah like there was, right, there was a lot of things they had to wrap up exactly exactly and so so to get through that climax that's the word i was looking for climax <laughs> climax anyway um i know i'm so mature uh but but to get through that you know there's so much that has to be done to get there um so i wasn't upset about that at all like i said it's two hours yeah. and 12 minutes it does not feel like that runtime it does feel a little shorter which is great like that means you had it well paced um mm -hmm. And there's not a wasted beat in the mo in the movie. Like you either go from, you go from the opening. The opening is a big action sequence that takes place, you know, over a period of like a thousand years, and it builds up to you know getting to the present day and getting to meet Sean as we are first introduced to him, um, you know, and, and <laughs> uh, so it, it gets to play with those Marvel comedic beats while developing these characters. Um, and that, that was the other thing is when it comes to these characters, so Sean, Shang-Chi and, and Katie, his best friend, Aquafina's character, um, this could have easily been something where they go, well, he's in love with her, she's in love with him, mm -hmm. some, some kind of romantic link, then by the end they get together. Instead, they do what I have wanted to see in one of these films for a long time, and that's actually tell a platonic love story, essentially. Between these two, yeah. there's no romantic inclinations for him. There's one allusion to it, and that is it. And it's coming from Katie's grandmother asking yeah. Sean 
gone. When are you two going to get married? And he's like, I gotta go. It's not, it's not <laughs> happening. We're just friends. Like, um, but it was it was nice to see as somebody who I, I do have a lot of female friends, you you included, like obviously. Um, you wouldn't be doing the show with me if you if you didn't. But it was sure. nice to actually see, you know, a relationship between a man and a woman that wasn't solely based on them wanting to get together. It was it was just that going on this venture adventure together, this journey, and that they've been friends since high school. And it's just they care about each other incredibly deeply without there being a romance involved. Yeah. And I think that was just absolutely refreshing to see. Yeah. So. He's pretty much like, look, I got some shit going down. I gotta go take care of it. She goes, uh-uh, you couldn't tell me what's going on on the plane. Yeah. Yeah. She <laughs> you're not doing this without me. Yeah, she's very strong-willed. She's very stubborn. Uh, but of course she is Aquafina, so she's gonna she's gonna be cracking jokes the entire time. Yes. Um, and so they let her do that very well. Well, just just mm-hmm. let her kind of do her thing. Um, so yeah, it was it was great. We have to talk about the action, the action sequences in this movie. Uh, you said it, uh, the, the bus fight. So, mm-hmm. so there's a big long sequence on a public transit bus. Which we uh, get pieces of in the trailers. Yes. Um, you, you said that it almost rivaled or was like right underneath the, uh, the elevator fight scene in Winter Soldier. It's, it's close, but it's, it, it's just not there for I'm me. I'm going to say personally. it. Personally. I'm gonna say elevator it. fight scene wins out for me, but it's 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 up there, it's damn close. I'm I'm gonna say it. It is it is right there. They are tied for me because and I think it's in terms of sheer skill set. Like there's a lot of excitement that happens in that elevator sequence, but it feels a little more brutal. This was a lot more finesse. This is you're getting yes. this is where it really feels like a kung fu movie, like the old Jackie Chan films where he just beats the shit out of them while doing yeah. And that, that goes back to Marvel is really good at having each character have their own kind of fighting style. Yeah. Steve is a super soldier. So of course, a lot of his fighting is just brute force. Yeah. Whereas Shang-Chi is trained in martial arts. So of course, his is going to be a lot more finesse mm-hmm. when, and different skill set. So of yeah. course, the, the whole fight sequence, the choreography is going to be completely different as it should be. Yes. It's yeah. still fantastic. Oh, it is! It is excellent. That entire, that entire first part. So I'm dividing that whole scene into two parts because you have basically the bus fight, and then you have the bus, you know, going on a, a path of destruction while this fight is still, you know, starts back up because it does die down for a second. Yeah. Basically, that moment where Katie looks at him and goes, "Who the hell are you?" Like the, who's the this moment where hell? there's a moment where the dude is is they show up to pick fight with with Shang Chi. Mm-hmm. and sean as he still is known at that point yeah. and um he starts trying to pick a fight with sean and literally katie goes what are you doing does he look like a guy that knows how to fight and then within seconds he is just full force in this fight and she's yeah. just staring at him like who are you yeah yeah um <laughs> and that that is that's just one of those moments and it that could have been played for laughs and they make it so serious when she just looks at him and goes, who are you? Like, it's just, it was just, you know, it kind of, kind of tropey, but at the same time, her, her delivery of it was right on point. Cause I, I know if it was, I know if it was you and me and you, you were kicking the shit out of these dudes, I'd go, I, I'd have looked at you and go fucking bullshit. Where were you when I needed you, you know, 
a year or two ago to see Fallout Boy, and that guy wanted to pick a fight in the fucking parking lot of the barbecue place. I was like, sitting in the back seat. You were you were over on the bench. Like, come on. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that's that's exactly what I would have gotten out of that. And it's just like, what? Seriously. But her, and like I said, I would have done it for laugh. Her delivery is just like, I don't know you. Like, yeah. we've been friends for 15 years, and I don't know you. Like, yeah. so, um, yeah. So the way they play it is it's played straight. Uh, but that entire sequence now, now, of course, with the rest of the bus chase, obviously a lot of that's done in CGI, but there's still a lot of stunt work that happens within that sequence yeah. that still rivals a lot of what Marvel has done over the years. Um, and so, yeah, just, just that whole sequence alone, like that was the moment that the movie was sold for me. I was just like, yeah, fuck, I'm in like whatever happens next. I'm good with, um, this movie also has its own, uh, fun plushy character uh morris the djang as we have figured out that he is uh i i can't say too much but you will probably be seeing a lot of toys for that character he is he already, is new there's already new, multiple new, versions yeah on the disney website yeah as we were looking at yesterday at work <laughs> yeah um and so uh yeah that thing is adorable um and how weirdly off-putting it is like it's just <laughs> You look at it and you go, what the fuck is that thing? It's so fluffy. It's so cute. Like, it is. Like, it was hilarious. Like, you leaned over to me and goes, yep, Disney just found their next moneymaker. Like, I watched that movie going, well, they, someone sat there and go, we need to sell plushies and we need a potential ride. Yeah. And check and check. Yeah. So. um, Without saying anything more, because I won't spoil it. Yeah. So, um yeah but overall like i yeah for me this is definitely a top five marvel movie i again we'd have to sit back and actually figure out i think i think when we get to the end of the year after we get past spider-man no way home i think we need to go back and actually figure out our ranking for all the movies um at least to that point i know right Uh, i can tell you right out right out the gate age of ultron will be at the bottom of my list like it'll be right there at the bottom like i just i watched it it's fine it's just it's an absolute mess and it doesn't it's just I can tell you with confidence that I've still yet to find anything that beats out Winter Soldier for me. Uh, that's fine. And that's fine. So, so you, I know my, my number 25, six, seven, whatever it's going to be, you know, your number. I know one. my number one. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. My, mine will probably still wind up being a tie between Infinity War and Endgame. That's uh, fine just just because like i said the culmination although you almost can't separate them you really can't because it is a two-part story um and so and i refuse so um and just like if i was ranking actual films i would put kill bill as one whole thing not just volumes one and two um yeah i think you have to take those pieces together so yeah so we'll have to figure that out so that was that was one movie we watched this week. The other movie we watched this week, which we're finally catching up on, Ryan Reynolds in Free Guy. Uh, basic premise is a non-playable character in a video game develops sentience and falls in love and has to save his video game world. There's also this other plot B that runs right alongside it, which is the, uh, the developers uh, of one video game are trying to... Um, trying to prove that their boss or one of their bosses uh, actually stole their technology, their, their developer code their, yeah, their um, code. or their video game to build this fucking chaotic video game that Ryan Reynolds is in. Um, so elements of Tron and the Truman show and uh, a couple other things. 
I, I thought it was going to be kind of messy, but fun because it's Ryan mm-hmm. Reynolds. So it's That's not kind of what I expected too. Yeah. And instead we got a really heartfelt, hilarious um, movie that pays tribute to, to all the things we love about video games um, mm-hmm. and some of pop culture and really goes after corporate America for the evil shit they pull uh, without being overly preachy. Um, mm-hmm. But you've got, uh, you've got Ryan Reynolds, obviously. You've got uh, Joe Keery, is that his name? Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. From um, Stranger Things. So I'm sitting there like, he needs to call up Dustin and, and maybe they can solve this mystery together. Like, you know. Steve, um, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> Anderson. Uh, <laughs> um, you got Jodie Comer as uh, the other developer uh, plus, uh, and her avatar uh, in the video game. And she's the one trying to find evidence of this going on. And then you have Taika Waititi. Uh, who we just we he is an international treasure he is he is yes. our 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 cinnamon roll that needs to be protected that guy is hilarious and plays a fantastically goofy bad guy like one that you're like i like you the actor i really hate this character that you're playing but you are making me laugh the entire time like yes yeah they find the right blend of people uh to make this mm-hmm. really work and that's uh, like with a, with a high concept movie like this, you have to have that. the The talent is all in the right place. Um, it has its its moments of obviously big pop culture references, which I'm not going to yeah. spoil here because there's some big ones towards the end of the movie. Um, yeah, my favorite appearance was spoiled for me before yes. I even got to the movie. I was upset. Uh, I did not have that moment spoiled for me, but the item that leads up to it was spoiled for me, and that really pissed me off. But it didn't take away from my enjoyment of the moment because it was cool as shit like you know yeah um but yeah they they took this really wild concept and really played with it and and made it work and like i said for a movie that's been delayed for over a year which in normal times would be an indicator of the film's quality um but now it's just a a a fucking just the nature of the beast yeah um i i was pleasantly surprised with how much i enjoyed it um did we talk Same. about Suicide Squad? I notoriously, uh, I don't remember. Sorry, my brain's off off the rails right now. Go ahead. Uh, I'm notoriously picky about comedy. You know this. Yes. Like I just, I, I hate stupid humor. Mm-hmm. And so I went into it like, okay, it's Ryan Reynolds. I enjoy Ryan Reynolds' brand of comedy. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fun. And that was kind of about it. Yes. Not, not to, I hesitate to say I had low expectations, but I kind of had low expectations. Sure. Like. And so I came out of it like that was leaps and bounds better than I expected it to be. Yeah, yeah. I figured I'd spend a couple hours chuckling at, you know, a bunch of pop culture jokes from Ryan Reynolds and that would be that. Yeah. There was a lot more heart to it than I expected. Yeah, yeah. It, it definitely is one that, that they took their concept and really gave it some thought and worked with it. Um, like I said, the, the idea of AI you know, in a computer coming to life is not new. Like I said, Tron Legacy did it and did a wonderful Mm -hmm. job with it then. Um, But they did it in a far more serious tone and we'll never get the sequel to that to find out what happens next. This obviously plays with it in a funny way, but does leave the option open and they are already working on a sequel because a movie that with original IP that actually shits on some uh, things constantly getting sequels is of course getting a sequel because Disney. Um, But uh, they... They, they play with it in this way that, like I said, it's played for laughs, but at the same time, it is given a bit of a soul to actually 
be fleshed out and kind of see where they're going to take it. And that's what I'm actually looking forward to next. Like this is one of those few movies where I can take it as a standalone film, or if you Mm -hmm. want to tell more of that story, I'm down like either one, just depending on what you do. Uh, I do have to give a shout out to uh, Lil Rel Howry, who plays the character Buddy, who is the, the security guard at the bank that Guy works at in the video game, who, uh, again, really funny, but also is kind of, uh, again, the heart and soul of the, of the movie alongside Guy, um, in that he, I think he kind of embodies what the rest of us are, are feeling, which is, you know, a lot of us are scared to go forward with new things and new new challenges until he's finally coaxed into it and realizes it's not all bad um you know and it's i think it's moments like that where we get to really connect with these video game characters um and their how they're feeling um and go from there um and yeah it it just like i said the way that they did it and the way that they told the story um i am i i am all about the story and telling a good story and i think they did that well here uh, and yeah, taking yeah. a simple concept and kind of running with it. Um, but in both films cases, it's the characters that really make the film to me, um, yeah. which is good because you want to care about your characters yeah, yeah. as well. Um, and go ahead. I'm a, I'm a very character driven yeah. type of fan. Like I, <laughs> that's probably why I'm not as hard on some movies as you are, or a lot of people are like, right. I've enjoyed movies that people shit all over because I'm very character driven. As long as there's a character that I care about, I will enjoy it, yeah. whatever it is. And so if there's no characters I, I care about, it's kind of harder for me, but I, that's all I really need. Give me, give me a character I care about. And there's definitely several in this movie. So that they made me care about, which is probably right. why I enjoyed it more than I expected. Yeah, exactly. Well, they not only that, they give you somebody that give you characters that you care about, and they give mm-hmm. you a solid villain to root against as well. Yes. Um, and it's with Free Guy, it's not complicated as far as the bad guy goes. It's not complicated. You're you're supposed to dislike Taika Waititi, even though you yes. get these conflicted feelings from laughing at him or with him. Um, yeah, yeah. Whereas in Shang Chi, it's a lot more complicated than that when it comes to. Yeah. Gong Chi's father like yes. and the relationship with the sister um we didn't even get to that in our review over that movie but like I said they they so we're avoiding spoilers we are avoiding spoilers but like there's a lot of it's kind of funny that both these movies that we reviewed are take take more simple approaches to certain things but then when it comes to their characters make them both uh far more or far less complicated in in Free Guy and far more complicated in Shang-Chi and I think think it works for both films and that we wind up caring about them and they feel like actual fucking people for a change which is not always yeah. the case in some of these movies so um but speaking of characters that uh we don't care about um we're just going to move on to our little bit of movie news Venom let there be carnage <laughs> I would care about these characters if I got better movies out of them but I don't um so this movie has been moved this is now the fifth time five times this movie has been moved uh since its initial release date of last year mm-hmm. uh, it we we talked about it last week and then of course the very next day or day after they they yep. wind up changing that release date because of course they fucking do um we talked about it last week it was supposed to open on october 15th opposite halloween kills which we said was a bad idea for mostly because it's Halloween Kills. It's 
while Venom 2 may come out on top, you're going to cannibalize your business that way. Yes. Um, so instead, uh, Sony has decided that they will open theater, open it in theaters earlier than expected. And this is just kind of a, I hate to use the word trickle down, but trickle down from Labor Day weekend with, uh, with Shang-Chi. Sony basically looked at this and said, well, we've got a superhero movie and, and we can, people, people obviously wanted to go see that one. So maybe we can, maybe we can open a, a couple weeks early and get away from Halloween kills. So for those of you that are actually excited for this giant turd, uh, Abby, <laughs> sorry, I had to call out one of our, one of our friends, uh, Venom, let there be carnage will now open on October 1st. And that's where I was going earlier when I said October is stacked. So yeah. Just to lay this out for you guys. So you have on October 1st, you have Venom, uh, Venom, Let There Be Carnage, as well as The Many Saints of Newark, which is the so or the HBO Warner Brothers uh, Sopranos movie prequel um, that will also get a day and date release. Uh, Venom will be theatrical exclusive. The week after that, No Time to Die, 007 is back. And fuck me, I can't wait. Like, let's just start <laughs> and get there. I just, I watched a documentary or a documentary, a retrospective the other night about Daniel Craig's time as, as 007. We might cover that when we get closer to, to the movie coming out. Um, then it was great. But we got Bond on October 8th. October 15th, Halloween Kills. And I've got to talk about that here in just a minute as well. October 22nd, Dune hits. And that'll be, again, another day and date release from HBO and Warner Brothers. And then October 29th, we get Last Night in Soho, which is Edgar Wright's new, new psychological thriller, uh, which they released a new trailer for that as well. We'll talk about that next week. Um, but uh, yeah, so from October 1st on all the way through, I think the end of the year, I think we've got at least one big movie a week, especially there in October. Um, we know in November we get Ghostbusters Afterlife, which is now moved to November 19th. Uh, we're getting the Eternals the first week of November. Um, and then you get into December, you get the King's, the King's Man and you get uh, uh, Spider-Man No Way Home that we've already discussed. And then of course, Matrix Resurrections, the, the new Matrix movie is coming, I think the same week as King's Man. So, um, so it's going to be, yeah, right in time for Christmas. So yeah, last last three months of the year is going to be. It's going to be hectic, or at least we hope. It. Yeah. So, um, but at least we got shit to watch. That's the good thing. So sure. um, we just have to get through the rest of this month. So, um, so yeah. So Sony made this decision to go ahead and move Venom up two weeks after it mm -hmm. pushed it back from September twenty fourth to to uh, the fifteenth. I'm okay with the decision. I, again, I don't, I'm not, we're going to watch the movie. I'm not looking forward to it at all. I don't know if you guys noticed or not. Um, <laughs> but I know there are people that really like that first movie. And so I'm happy for you guys. You're going to get this movie a little earlier than expected. Um, and that it's not being shuffled around anymore. That this is, this is actually going to hold. Yeah. Um, we, which is, I was going to say, we have tickets on sale for it. So that's yeah. a good indication that it's actually going to hold this time. Yeah. So um, and it's honestly, it'll be too late to move it at this point. Like, yeah. Um, so it's just, it's one of those, they're just gonna have to deal with it. Uh, but this is, this is on top of, uh, so, so Sony moved that one. Um, Sony also moved Ghostbusters Afterlife back a week from November 11th to November 19th, which um, a lot of people would probably look at that and go, oh, well, are they worried about COVID like coming back? And I'm like, well, it's already back and we're, we're still busting stuff out. So I don't right. think that's the concern anymore um this is your weekly reminder go get your vaccine if you haven't already um but i think that is actually an indicator that they are looking to 
position that into more of a Thanksgiving weekend uh, position, or at least to take advantage of that. Because let's see, never. Yeah, that's a that's the week before Thanksgiving, uh, November nineteenth. So um, that's actually a, probably a good weekend to open it because kids should be going on break that week fairly soon or very very shortly after that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think that's that's a promising indicator for the quality of Ghostbusters Afterlife. Of course, it screened at CinemaCon last week. Everybody that's seen it has said it's fantastic, so we're really looking forward to that. Yep. Um, but like I said, the, the big takeaway from this is everybody is encouraged by Shang-Chi's opening numbers. Yes. What happens at this week on the, the holdover week is what's going to be really important. So um, I can't tell you to just get out and go see this movie in theater. I mean, I'm going to go see it in theaters. Uh, there's no other way to see it, at least right now, because um, yeah. we have 45 days exclusivity with it. But it's meant to be seen on the big screen. Go see it that way. And then and wear your mask. Like if you're worried about that, wear your mask. Yeah. Theaters are, are relatively safe at this point to go to. Um, we're still currently in a mask mandate in our county. And so you have to wear it to come in the building. Once you're in your seat, you're facing the backs of people's heads. You're not likely to spread shit, um, especially with as much distance as between seats. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so this is, the, but, but this is the positive indicator that Hollywood says, okay, people do want to get back to the movies. This is also maybe, like I said, I think week two is going to determine it, but week two should sit there and say, okay, this is far more profitable to do it this way. This is the way these movies were meant to be seen. Let's kind of step away from day and date or at least as much as yeah. we can. And that's where I have to lead into my second story. Halloween Kills. Universal just announced that they will be dropping that movie. It'll still come out in theaters on October 15th, but they are going the day and date release package. So it will actually be streaming on Peacock as well. Um, and in order to get that, I do want to point this out. It's not just streaming for free on Peacock. You have to subscribe to Peacock's premium tier, which is like 15 bucks, I think. I don't know. Um, this is not a fucking commercial for them because I think it's annoying as shit. <laughs> but if you are not comfortable going to see that in theaters, that's the way you're going to have to do it. You're just going to have to subscribe and then, or, you know, take the free trial and then cancel a week later. I don't know what they're doing as far as free trials go, but that's your options. Um, I would say for that, that's another one that probably needs to be seen on the big screen in a theater with yeah. other people. Like, like I said, you, we've talked, humans are meant to be together and interact and actually have these shared experiences in a movie theater with each other. And Halloween Kills is a prime example for that. I, you know, I'm, I'm ecstatic for this movie. I am excited. Yes. I don't, and it's, it's probably my like third most anticipated, third or fourth most anticipated movie of the year between Bond, Spider-Man and Ghostbusters that's that's the next and dune so so it's in the top five like the five of the rest of the year it's in there somewhere yeah um but universal clearly hasn't learned the lesson that hbo or that warner brothers and and disney have seemed to be learning which is oh yeah we have to make these movies theatrical exclusive in order to really make money off of that now yeah what this really tells me besides that is that they are really struggling to get people to actually sign up for peacock and pay for it yeah and i've seen people online already make that comment and kind of take that stance that this is not a good sign for peacock that means yeah. they're desperate for new subscribers and they're hoping that this will drive people to subscribe to it yeah well this is this is their second movie that they're doing this with um because boss baby 2 was was the previous one um 
And this actually does, to me, that's a breach of, of the agreement that they had initially made last year, I think it was, with AMC, that they would, they would give a theatrical exclusive window for at least 18 days on all their new movies, um, depending on how well it opens. So, um, again, I implore you, if you want to see this movie the way it's meant to be seen, go see it in theaters. Um, take, take every precaution that you can. Go get vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Do what you're supposed to do. Help fight the good fight. Get us past this shit so that way we can all stop wearing the mask and stop worrying about it is the biggest thing. But go support your local movie theater because we're the ones that, that are going to need it. Like, mm-hmm. like we got plenty of content for the rest of the year and you're not, trust me, you're not going to want to see Michael Myers fucking stick somebody to the wall with a kitchen knife for on your tiny little 70-inch screen at home. <laughs> you want to watch it on the biggest screen possible. I know I do. So, um, so yeah, it just, like I said, the, what, what that told me though is not a lack of confidence in Halloween Kills. It's a lack of confidence in Peacock. I have a Peacock subscription. It's the free one. I'm not paying for another streaming service if I can avoid it. I'm just not. Right. Uh, I'm mooching a free Apple TV subscription off a friend right now for the next <laughs> year. Like, I'm not, I don't want any more streaming services that I have to pay for. Like, it's true. you know, the free one, the free ones that are out there aren't worth a shit anyway. I will say Peacock does have a decent selection on their free tier. Obviously, I'm not going to get some of this shit, but, you know, um, obviously the ad supported route for them is not going the way that they hoped it would like it did for Hulu. Hulu's also been in the game a lot longer too, um, which I'm going to take as a positive sign again, as, as some sort of backlash against streaming, because at this point we're just reinventing cable, <laughs> you know, yeah. we're, we're getting, we're getting what we, we really always are. asked for, which is, which is the a la carte tier on cable. It's where we pick and choose what channels we want. It's just now it's with streaming services. Um, yeah, I don't I don't like this decision as far as what it's going to do to the box office numbers. The only thing I will say is that we're still guaranteed how uh, Halloween ends, which is the the final part in this little trilogy that started in 2018. So, because that was already budgeted in, so that movie's already in the process of being made. So, yeah. we don't have to worry. and plus they're on low enough budgets so that they should clear their money back with no problem. Yeah. But even still, I want I want a Halloween I want I want these movies to do well. I want everybody to come see them in theaters like i don't want you to sit at home and watch it i want you to come see us come buy popcorn enjoy the experience but now i'm rambling about the whole thing um but yeah it was just it was one of those things that i looked at i'm like really did we learn nothing from black widow from from anybody like apparently not on this decision um yeah hold on i gotta see if there's actually a a release that because i don't think they've done any kind of press release for it just uh oh no no here's here's their press release trisha it's a twitter twitter post from the halloween kills or from the halloween movie twitter uh this halloween michael comes home in theaters and streaming only on peacock tv october 15th um and that's it that's it no yeah we're making this decision for the health of our our you know potential customers we're doing it for this reason not even a just shameless yeah we're trying to boost our peacock numbers like I would prefer you just say that. Like, at least be honest with us. Don't bullshit right. us like HBO's tried to do. You don't give a fuck about our health. Like, <laughs> you don't. Like, let's be real. You just want us to subscribe to your service. I'm not yep. subscribing to your service for one movie. I'm just not doing it. So. It's not worth it. No, it's not. So, um, yeah. So there's that. And then that's pretty much it. The only other thing we had to talk about was the Matrix, Re- Matrix Resurrections trailer. But 
you and I both need to go back and rewatch the trilogy before we really discuss that trailer. Yes. Because there's a lot that goes on in it. So yes. go check that out. Uh, and then maybe we'll get back to you next time that we, we do the show. So um, that's going to do it for us this week. Trisha, do you have anything you wanted to add? Nope. No? All right. Make sure you follow us at drunk underscore theater on Twitter. Uh, you can also follow us on Facebook, My Drunk Movie Theater. Just look up the, the page. We really don't share a whole lot on there except for new episodes, though. So if you want to really interact with us, Twitter is the best way to do it. Um, if you want to support us, mydrunkmovietheater.store. That is our merchandise shop. I've actually got shirts coming uh, for you and me. We're finally getting our Be Nice to Your Damn Movie <laughs> Staff shirts uh, after setting up this thing. So we're going to be showing them off. We're going to be wearing them around. Uh, if you see us out in public, please don't. Don't say anything to us. Just just go, I like your shirt, be done with it. I'm kidding. If you want to come out and say, hey, we love the show, we'd love to hear that too. Um, but we're going to be wearing that around trying to trying to boost some numbers. So, um, you know, again, I got a kid on the way. So if you want to buy us some shit, support me. That, that helps. Trisha's got rent to pay. So, you know, she'll be fine, but she ain't got a kid on the way. But uh, if you want, if you want some some fun merch, uh, I'm actually gonna try and work on some new stuff to put on there, or at least some new uh, uh, slogans, um, and just kind of see what we come up with. But it's hoodie weather season, or it will be not here in Missouri, but it will be soon. So we do have hoodies on there. Make sure you go look at those. Um, well, that's gonna do it for us this week on my drunk movie theater. Uh, for all of us here, I'm Kyle Sutton. I'm Trisha Campbell. And be nice to your damn movie staff. <laughs> <laughs>